everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt. We are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am, well, disappointed would be a easy way to say this, but no, no, far more than disappointed. <laughs> Buckle up, guys. Who boy. Yeah. Hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. You can pledge. And get access to a bunch, bunch, a bunch of bonus podcasts. Uh, we get weekly new episode reviews of either New Simpsons episodes, King of the Hill, Bob's Burgers, old uh, reviews of Rick and Morty, dozens and dozens of bonus episodes you can go back and listen to. Appreciate everyone supports us. We have a person to thank, Matthew. Ooh, thank goodness. Uh, Hoffa Jits. Thank you, Hoffa. Thank you, Hoffa. This, this week's episode. This week's episode is Goo Goo Guy Pan. Episode GABF06, originally aired March 13th, 2005, written by Dana Gould. However, in the original credits, he is credited as Lawrence Talbot. Did he not want his name on this? Because I can see why. In all subsequent subsequent airings, it has been his real name is Dana Gould. I can't find any the reason he's attributed he's credited under a, a pseudonym. I can only think of two reasons, Matt. The first reason is it's an episode that criticizes China heavily, and he didn't want his real name attached to that. Maybe when he is looking for new projects, doesn't want to alienate such a large audience, or doesn't want to alienate a large audience for whoever he whoever potentially employs him. The other reason is that this episode is the hottest of garbage, and he doesn't want his name attached to this terrible, terrible thing. <laughs> Which is fair. I wouldn't either. I yeah. I would if I if I I would absolutely if they're like if they're trying to put my name on this thing. I'm like no. Give me the what's the fake director name? Um. Oh, Alan Smithy. Alan Smithy. Although I think they they go to a they use a different one now. Um. Yeah. Because everyone knows about Alan Smithy. But that's I would absolutely like. Please don't put my name on this. I don't want to review. I don't want to be remembered for this. Uh, this episode is directed by Lance Kramer, received a 5 rating with 8.7 million viewers. The couch gag, the ancillary characters, surprise the Simpsons as they run to the couch. Homer has a heart attack. Hilarious. It's fine. Um, yeah. It's fine. Compared to this episode, it is it is the Mona Lisa. It is uh the, uh like Lawrence of Olivia it's like uh, Lawrence of Arabia it is it's I don't know it's it is a masterpiece compared to the contents of this episode. So guest stars Robert Wagner as himself. I don't know who that is. <laughs> you don't know Robert Wagner? The the name sounds familiar. Oh, uh, he's the actor guy in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh no, I have no clue who he is. You don't know the the, the he's the actor guy in this. Sorry, he's the the uh, the, the educational film is what I was trying to say, obviously. <laughs> He's a, he's old Hollywood, Matt. He he's been in many 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 oh, old, really? old okay. movies. Yeah, um, lots of television as well. He's been he's very he's he's still kicking ninety years old. Um, he's fine, honestly. The menopause video of all things this in this in this episode are is relatively minor. Um, Lucy Liu as Madame Wu. Oh boy. Oh, Lucy Liu. I am so sorry. I you deserve better than this yeah i'm so sorry i don't know what they did or what they told you to make you think that i don't know i i i hope they compensated you well i hope you got something out of this all right okay this episode begins 
I'm going to, uh, this is going to be a test. This is a test of me. So the episode begins with Selma giving Burns a driving test. And it's wacky. Um, Selma, Burns is, uh, it's like an old driving an older car. That's the joke. The car is old. And Burns is making jokes about it. The whole time Selma's struggling. She's having hot flashes. Uh, she's, we don't really know that at the time. She just, we know she's really hot. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, she's, she's struggling. It's a wintertime episode. Also, it's very strange because episode aired in March, but it's a, like, it's winter. It's snowing. There's snow on the ground. Um, ice on the ground. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It does I don't know why Robbie's not. going into this, but yeah. I know, well, no, here, I know the exact reason, Matt. Okay. Okay. Because... Uh, Selma's having hot flashes. She pops open the uh, the convertible top, and it catches the wind, makes the car go swir- swigger swaggle all around. Swigger swaggle. Swigger swaggle. Bart and Milhouse are playing street hockey. They're they're ice skating though, so that means like the road is frozen over. You should not be driving. Um, it doesn't matter. They nearly get a miss getting hit by Mister Burns, who's lost control of the car. Selma gets ejected from the car. And here, this is why I know they. This is why they chose winter, Matt, is because she flies out of the car, lands in a snowbank, and melts into the snow like it's Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. Oh, then that that is the entire tone for this episode. It's like the ghost of Mike Scully came back and said, <laughs> "Make Homer be Bugs Bunny or Elmer Fudd." <laughs> it's it's absurd everything is like it's just it's not just a bit here a bit there it is everything in this episode is just completely absurd no one like oh so and that's the reason they chose winter matt that's the reason is because they wanted the bit where selma is having a hot flash and she melts into the snow that's Mm -hmm. the only reason they chose it to be winter so we uh we and oh oh my and (laughs) speaking of lutes is that how could I not mention? So Selma flies out of the car into a snowbank. Mr. Burns is still in the car. And uh, Smithers just happens to be there to drive up. And <sighs> and he and we see Burns apparently face first in airbags. And Skinner, even though it should be obvious from the age of his car, it does not have it airbags. does not have airbags. But that's the joke, Matt, because Smithers is like, oh, thank God the airbags deployed. And Burns goes, no, those are airbags. Those are my lungs. And then we he, he falls sucks them back, in. sucks his lungs back into his body. That's the whole this is a whole episode. This is this, this whole episode. It's just this is just this insanity. And, and ter- it's terrible. So Selma goes to the hospital. Uh, she's apparently fine though. I don't know why she's in the hospital when Burns is just he. Burns is a cartoon character. Selma, Selma's fine, but Selma has to go to the hospital. Um, but Selma learns that she, her hot flash is caused by menopause. Selma, what you experienced was a hot flash, an early symptom of menopause. What the hell's menopause? Son, menopause is when the stork that brings babies gets shot by drunken hunters. It's a natural process that women of a certain age go through. And it's something to be feared, right, Doctor? (laughs) Far from it. Maybe we should all take a look at this. What do you know? She's out of eggs. And if you're watching this, so are you. Hello, I'm Robert Wagner. Actor, smooth customer, 
and women's health advocate. Just as the end of the day can bring great beauty, so too can the end of menstruation be a time of radiance and celebration. Sure, you may experience mood swings, loss of desire, and private dryness. But don't worry, you can still do everything that you did before. Everything? Including having children? Ma'am, we're trying to make a video here. Menopause means you can't have any more children. But it also marks a wonderful new plateau in a woman's life. So let's all give menopause a round of menopause. Menopause? I'm not saying that. That's it. The end of the line. I'm never gonna have children. <gasps> Selma, I never realized you wanted a child so badly. I didn't want to get pregnant and lose my looks. <laughs> but now I'm afraid I'll grow old alone. Uh-huh. So Marge doesn't... Why doesn't Marge know this? I, well, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out here, because we've had several episodes now about Selma wanting a baby when she takes him to Duff Gardens, when she gets Jub Jub and, and Troy McClure. And, and she she's always wanted kids. Why is this a surprise to everybody? It's not that you have to. It's not that you have to, like, strictly acknowledge past episodes as continuity. You, you just have to, like, nod at them. You just have to broadly gesture at them and say, rem- like, they have, like, yes, Selma has wanted kids, and now it, that feeling is coming up again because she is entering menopause. That's all you have to say. You just, now everyone has to be a complete dummy with no memory. <sighs> okay. So, we get Selma and uh, a scene with Patty and Selma. Selma's depressed and upset. And normally, Matt, the first act is the same act. Usually, yes. Usually. Um, uh, but then some episodes don't have a sane act. No, this will, and like, I, I'm thinking, like, there's a couple moments here and there in this episode that are like nods to character. They're like, you know, we get, we get a scene here with Patty and Selma, and it feels like normal Simpsons. It, it feels very grit down to earth. It feels like uh, two sisters just, you know, trying to relate to each other and Patty trying to cheer up her sisters depressed because she doesn't have any kids and she, she can't have them anymore. And then, you know, she says, oh, well, you could adopt a child. Maybe do adoption. And I I don't need I probably I feel like I've said this a thousand times. I don't need a Simpsons episode to be perfectly realistic, but adoption is really hard. Being adopting a kid is a very long and difficult process. Uh, not to mention the fact that it costs at least as much as having a real kid, sometimes more. Yeah, it's, it costs a lot. I mean, we're, we'll get to we're going to get to money, Matt, at a certain point. Um, but it's at this point we are we, and, and this is not the most egregious thing that happens in this episode maybe it might it's close though it might be the thing i hate the most in this episode but patty recommends someone hey adopt a kid and you think okay so we're gonna have a little subplot where we see we see maybe someone try you know broach it and then realize oh they're just simply and in a in a in a lot of cases in the real world trying to adopt a child is simply impossible like you are, you just can't do it. There just aren't enough children, at least not babies. There aren't enough right. babies. Adopt baby babies are on a out of short supply. 
Um, but the Simpsons decide, no, we're not going to do that. Instead, we're going to jump directly to Selma having adopted a baby. <laughs> okay, so we cut directly. They're standing in front of an orphanage. And Selma is holding a baby when Cletus shows up. Oh, he's perfect for this little guy. I'm going to give up smoking. From now on, we're a skull family. Um, is this the baby pound where I gived up my kid because I need to get him back? Oh, no. The birth father. I shouldn't have given him away. Seems I misheard my wife. What she said was she's tired of having rabies. Give me back my belly fruit. If you want, I'll call you after Brandine's next letter. Yeah, pass. Don't give up, Aunt Selma. China has thousands of baby girls who need adoption. Great. Another job lost to a foreigner. There is so much wrong with that clip. I just... Matt? Yes, Robbie. Just give me a second. Ah! What? But Robbie, Robbie, we're still in the first act here. We're not even like... Uh, we haven't even come close to the end of the first act. What? I can't do this anymore. What is going on? Why? 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 Any of the why and the like this thing one okay one you don't just adopt a baby as hard as this it's hard to adopt a baby it's a very long hard process okay one two two once you adopt a baby you don't generally. Biological parents have all. Guess what? When you give up your child for, to, you to, you can you don't just get it back whenever you feel like it. There's yeah, once, once you give it up, that's it. Like and lots of states have rules where, um, you, like the the uh, birth parents don't even ever get to see the records of who adopts their child. Like that's that's it. And in the i mean some yeah sorry in some states the if the child ever wants to come back and find their birth parents they're not allowed it's just not a thing it is inc- if if let's say let, a long shot yes i i they want to the biological parents want their kid back at the the longest of shots it is a long and arduous court battle to do it, it that's being generous that's like if there's a lot of extenuating circumstances and 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 lots of strange things happening along the way, loopholes. Most of the time, and never would happen. Ever. No, never would have. So my problem with this whole thing is they could have snuck in some jokes somewhere else and just said, oh, Selma tried to adopt a baby, but it's, it's so difficult and they won't give it to her for some reason. Or there's no babies. All they have is older kids. Make a joke about Selma not wanting older kids, which is horrible and mean, but at least it makes sense. And then Lisa can suggest China if you want to really be racist for the rest of the episode, <laughs> which apparently they want to do. It's it's I but it and then you get Cletus and and the oh her the like I I is this like I'm gonna say this episode is incredibly offensive to many people, uh, <laughs> to many, not just to China. It is to that. 
But to many other, to people like to a, a potential adopters, people who've adopted children, I feel like this episode is mean to them. It's it's to to to, to, to rednecks. Like I don't know. Like it's it's a, it's a but and it is all those things. It's terrible to to China. It's awful. Uh, but the thing that offends me most, Matt, is none of that. It's just how poorly written how poorly put together this thing is and how nonsensical it is and how it doesn't even bother it doesn't even try and hide any of it it just puts it right in your face and says ha this makes no sense we don't care and it is it it made i was i i was screaming i was like i normally i just sit and watch Simpsons episode, and lately it's just quiet because I'm not laughing. I'm I'm yell I'm I was just talking to I was talking to the episode as I was watching this, like multiple times. I'm I just like no, I was just saying no. I like I'm like no, don't no, don't do that. What? Like I'm, I'm like what? Why? Like I'm just I'm I can't I I like my literal notes after this scene is I can't overstate how terrible this is. I, like I, me and Matt, before we begin recording this, I was asking, like, do you think the English language is good enough, like, has enough depth and nuance to describe how terrible this episode is without you watching it? Because like, don't watch this episode. If you've gotten this far in this podcast, do not watch this episode. Oh no, it's it's going to be awful. Please, please do not watch this episode. Do I not. I beg you, do not watch this episode. So Lisa suggests that Selma. Adopt a baby from China. There are many female babies in China that Selma could adopt. So here, Matt, here, this is the uh, the scene before the end of the first act where Selma goes to the Chinese consulate and submits an application. Madam, your adoption application is in perfect order, except for one thing. <clears throat> you forgot to fill out the name of your husband. Husband? Of course. The Chinese government only allows wholesome married couples to adopt. No hen without cock. I apologize if that is a double entendre in your language. It is not in ours. Don't worry. I'll just write my husband's name on this form. Have you ever heard of MacGyver? Oh, yes. Big star. Big star. We know he's not married to you. Right, right, right. And don't forget, your husband must go with you to China to pick up the baby. All right, here I go. Writing the name. Excellent. You are Mrs. Homer Simpson. He is your soulmate and lover. Yes, Homer Simpson is my whole world. I love him. <laughs> oh, I just felt a chill go through my very soul. Yeah, those sloppy joes will do that. Okay. <laughs> if you want to have a wacky episode, this is okay. Okay, this is this is the kind of thing that sitcoms are based around. Uh, lots of uh, uh, of sitcoms have, have basically worked with this premise before. It can be done. It's usually not a good one, but it can work. Um, yeah, a two two people have to pretend to be a couple that they don't like each other, but they have to be married or whatever. That's fine. That's a fine gimmick. It's okay. It will work. It'll be okay. It is tread into the ground, but that's fine. It doesn't... 
It's not the reason this episode's bad. Really. It's not. But if you wanted to. I will also add, as far as I, as the far as the, the, I did a minimal amount of research, Chinese, Chinese government will absolutely, you can, a, a single woman can adopt a baby from China. Well, that's good to know. And I don't think you just go to the government. Usually there's a middle, ma- a middle man, some some person that handles all of this stuff generally. You don't do it yourself. You go, ah, uh, okay. Like someone wouldn't go to the government, the Chinese government. She would go to some person that talks to them and goes like, and tries to work through their system. Doesn't, I know they don't want to make it l- again. Here's the thing, Matt, before we go back to, which you have the longest stack. Thank God. Um, why is this episode about bureaucracy? Because that's what this episode is. It is, and I feel like that is a good theme for Selma because Selma works for the DMV, which is basically most people's vision of what bureaucracy is. But it's weird when you combine it with Selma's want for a baby. Like, that's what I can't get. I Here's the thing, like, you make it about her decision to have a to get this baby. You don't get you don't make the episode about if she can get the baby. You don't make it you don't make an heist movie about a baby. You have a you the, you you anchor the episode in her decision, in her choices. She's excited about the adoption at first. Act two conflict is maybe she has second thoughts. Maybe she realizes, maybe she recognizes that maybe she doesn't know she actually wants a baby. She just wants one because she's never had one. Instead of she sees her sister, she sees Marge with a family. Maybe you don't, you don't make it about they're tricking the Chinese government into taking a baby from them. We go to commercial six minutes and 23 seconds in. Yes. So. Uh, at this point, we kind of fast forward to the point where they're on the way to China. Okay, sure, we can do that. How? Hey, Matt, can I ask a question? Um, can I ask? A, can I ask a quick question? If you have to, I'm going to do it like 1,600 times in this in the I next know. ten minutes. Uh, how did they afford plane tickets for the entire family? I assume Selma and Patty, being single women who literally do nothing but smoke and work and watch MacGyver have enough money. Why they took the rest of the family, I couldn't tell you. Why it's not just Homer, Marge, and and and, and Selma, that I don't know. Why wouldn't it just be Selma and Homer? Why on earth would you even take Marge and the kids? If you're trying to perpetuate a ruse that it's just that they are a married couple, which also... A minimal background check would reveal this to be a falsehood. You don't need uh-huh. that. You don't have to go to China to check this out. The Chinese government can go, hey, what are your passports? Oh, they're under different names. Oh, are there any marriage license in your state for that couple? No. Oh, you're not married then. You have to submit this. Like, if you want to ground this in, a bureau- in bureaucracy, which the Simpsons clearly do for whatever reason, you have to... Have, have they ever submitted paperwork for anything in their lives to the government? To a government? I submitted pa- – I had to submit residency papers to the Canadian government. You know how many things I had to do to do that? How much paperwork I had to find? I had to submit my entire life's history to them. Do you think the Chinese government is just going to go, ah, yeah, we'll take your word for it? 
I doubt that they would do that. No, they wouldn't. They'd immediately do background check and find out, oh, they're not actually married. End of episode. So stupid. It's so stupid. Plane tickets to China cost thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. Thousands of dollars per ticket. There is three kids. I guess, I mean, we'll be generous and not count Maggie. But And where is Maggie, by the way? Uh, No one seems to know or care. Okay, cool. Marge, Homer, Patty, Bart, Lisa. Five tickets. Two thousand I'll be generous, say two thousand bucks off. That's ten thousand dollars to fly to China. Uh-huh. Ten thousand dollars. I don't care how much work they do with the DMV, man. Ten ten grand is not something you just summon out of nowhere. Ten thousand dollars. They don't win tickets. Like, a lot of times, Simpsons go to a place, it's, oh, they won tickets, or the government paid for it, or they got a job. Like, there's a, there's a way, to, like, at least try. Where do they get this money? And, uh, I don't know what to tell you, Robert. You're, I, I just think you're expecting I, a lot out of what? these people. Okay. They're on a plane. Okay, what happens on the plane, Matt? Well, uh, this is... This is where it gets real stupid, okay? So <laughs> it's already already there, buddy. It's already there. It got there three okay, minutes so, into the episode. Okay, 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 Rob, we'll get there. We'll get there. But it gets even dumber. Okay, so the uh, like you said, uh, the entire Simpson family plus Selma is on the plane. Uh, Marge and Selma are discussing the fact that they have not told Homer that he is going to have to play her husband. They drug him uh, to get him to accept this. Uh, and when they do, Homer sees dragons. Okay, Homer is high. He's seeing a dragon and not sharing his peanuts with the dragon, which makes the dragon sad. Okay, Homer is obviously all popped up on pain meds. We're just going to leave this part and assume at this point that the dragons are not real and Homer is just seeing a hallucination. Okay. Um, unfortunately, uh, they eventually have to tell Homer what's going on. He is upset at this because despite his drug state, he doesn't want to be, uh, you know, portray Selma's husband. I, I, uh, but he I, says, I, OK, I, 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 what? Matt, mm-hmm. I am supposed to be sympathetic to Selma, right? Yes. To do so what they what they write, what they say happens is Selma and her and Marge drug Homer. To try yep. and make him more more willing. Mm-hmm. Does no does is like am I insane? Like wh- <laughs> this this is reprehensible. Like I can't. And it's just casual. It's just like oh yeah, we drugged him. Like what are you talking about? He's your husband. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is happening? Rob, I need you to calm down before you cough up a lung. No, don't even mention that. Okay, so I'm holding this microphone like I'm Henry Rollins. Like I'm, just, what is going on? <laughs> Robbie, uh, okay, okay, we're gonna keep going and see how long until Robbie's brain bursts. If I stop talking, uh, so you know Homer, what happened. Okay, Homer agrees. Homer agrees to this, uh, but says that it makes. Uh, the, him and Marge even for the fact that Marge married him despite his many many flaws another one there's a singular moment of character where Marge goes will you do it for me for my for me and like 
you didn't have to drug him to do this. You could have just had March appeal to Homer for say, I love you. Please do this for my sister. Ah! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Marge agrees, and then they get to meet uh, with the representative of the Chinese well, government. No, 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 Matt. No, no, no. No, because Homer screams in the airplane, and we cut we cut away while they're in the airplane to multiple dragons just chilling and talking in the air. No, that's not till the end. No, 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 no. Right this moment. They come back at the end, but they are here and they talk about greedy, the greedy Homer because he won't share his peanuts with the dragons. Oh, yeah, that's right. It huh. does happen. Ah! Okay. <coughs> There's dogs barking in, so, in my neighborhood now because I'm yelling. Well, that's understood. Yeah. So uh, they meet with the representative of the Chinese government, who is played by Lucy Liu. And Lucy Liu, I just want to say, on behalf of all Simpsons fans everywhere, we're very sorry. Uh, we know it's not really our fault, but we empathize. Very good. You have passport, husband. All we need now is the sack of 10,000 happinesses. When do I get my baby? In a few days. Oh. This will give you a chance to explore our nation's ancient culture. Oh! And it will give me a chance to closely observe the intimate details of your married life. Oh! Madame Wu, these are uh, our children, Bart and Lisa. Yes. And this is Marge, our surprisingly hot nanny. Mm, thank you, Mr. Simpson. Don't mention it, Miss. October, but don't look at her passport. It's different. Mm, all right, we're going downhill quick here. Let's let's see if we can pick up the pace. I because we're about to go through a a long series of incredibly stupid crap. Ah, uh, Matt, I get okay. We see, we see Selma hand over a sack of money, right? Presumably ten thousand dollars. In cash. In cash. And we that's like 20 grand in, with the plane tickets. Plus, God knows how much money they're paying for hotels and, and food and all that stuff while they're there in China. Like, it, how? How does that happen? How does Selma have 20 grand to pay for all of this? $20,000 working at the DMV at the counter. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't spend her money on anything, Robbie, obviously. She just sits at home and watches reruns of MacGyver. Cigarettes are expensive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. They really are. That's a good cigar- point. Cigarettes. I hope you wouldn't bring that up because it kills my point. Yeah, cigarettes, cigarettes are expensive. Um, Yeah. And this is what the episode does instead of having the Chinese government or whoever. I don't know if this is actually the government. It's it's an entity in charge of babies. Um, And uh, they would have just done a background check but instead they're just gonna have this lady watch them for a few days to see if they slip up why why what robbie why any of this what like did anyone one person stop and think for a moment 
just a single moment and say, none of this makes any sense. I don't have to look hard. I glance in a direction and it falls apart. Okay. I don't have mm-hmm. to touch it. I don't have to push it. It just falls apart. <sighs> All right. Talk about the offensive stereotypes. man. Okay. We're going to get there. So we start out with Shaolin monks. Uh, apparently they go to see them uh, because they are, I guess, really close to wherever uh, they're picking up this child. No, China's a small place, don't you know? Yeah, it's it's real tiny. Um, so Homer gets beat up because he offends them, thinking that they're the uh, Buckingham Palace guards. Somehow he gets those mixed up. Uh, they literally beat the living crap out of him, and eventually one pulls out his heart and then puts it back. Because again, Looney Tunes. I I just yeah yeah okay. Wait. Moving on. Uh, Homer then goes on to molest uh Mao's body, uh Mao Zedong. Uh, the former uh, horrific dictator of China. Um, then they go to the Great Wall, where the Mongolians are still trying to get in, uh, on horseback, of course. I, they have pogo sticks. Mm-hmm. Pogo sticks, man. Mm-hmm. This is what this episode believes is a joke. Yep. Is showing Mongolian raiders on pogo sticks trying to get over the Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about the history of the Great Wall in China and the history of, the, of Mongolia and its invasions of China um, and how the, the complications arise in the Great Wall hasn't always actually worked. I'm just going to say this joke is terrible. Yep. And it's not going to get any better from here. Just so mm. you guys know. Yep. So, um, then uh, we have a... Uh, we're supposed to be some kind of <laughs> traditional Chinese play, but, but is it's about basically people in traditional. They're doing death of a salesman, but in Chinese theater fashion. Yeah, uh, it's it's bad. I don't we're know fast that. I don't know what it's doing. Like I don't know. Is it supposed to be? What is it parodying? Is it parodying American <laughs> theater? Is it parodying Chinese theater? Is it trying to just be a weird conglomeration of both? Does it know yeah, what it's, it's doing? Like, oh, what would make Homer appreciate Chinese theater? Oh, they're going to do Death of a Salesman, which Homer would hate if it were in the freaking U.S. It's it's fine. It's fine, man. It's terrible. It doesn't it's make fine. any sense. It, like, it could be something, but it doesn't know what it's doing. So I'm just confused by it. I'm just going, I don't yeah. know what's happening. So uh, somehow in all of this, uh, it has never come up what Homer's job is. So when she asks uh, the government bureaucrat, the Lucy Liu, I don't think we ever get a name for her. Madam Wu uh, is her name. Madam Wu. That's right. Oh, yeah. Madam Wu. Fool me once. Fool me twice. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. So uh, it comes up. The, she asks Homer what he does, and he starts to respond uh, truthfully. However, instead, what he comes up with is that he is a Chinese acrobat because they needed some way for Homer to make things worse. And this is the easiest way. I, so I, Matt, Matt. Mm-hmm. So I had, I think I had seen this episode many, many years ago. And at this point, and I didn't remember any of it. And I see the scene and I go, why is, why is Homer pretending to be a different job? Like, why is Homer There's pretending to be? That. I, there is a reason. But I'm at this point in the episode, there is no reason. He's just doing it because he wants to. It's not. And ostensibly, at this point in this episode, Homer and Selma... And the rest of the family are trying to perpetuate this ruse. They are trying to make sure Selma gets this baby. 
and I'm going to try and look past to 10,000 reasons why it would never work. 10,000 happy fun bucks or whatever the hell they call them. 10,000 happiness is what uh, Madame Wu says. Um, but I'm going to overlook all those things, the many reasons. <laughs> and we think in, in what this episode is trying to do, Homer and the rest of the family are trying to perpetuate this ruse. They're trying to get this baby from Selma and get out. So following that logic, the, the, it's in own internal logic, you would have Homer be the straight man. He would pretend to be the doting husband of Selma. He would always tell the truth. He would try and adhere closest to reality so that they can get this baby and get out. Instead, he lies for no reason at this point because say that he is an acrobat. When he's clearly not an acrobat, like... I is Madame Wu an idiot? Apparently, yes. Okay, good. All right. Okay, it it will become clear very very soon why they had Homer pretend to be an acrobat. But at this point, it is inexplicable. I got nothing because they're trying to set up a joke later in the episode. Is what it comes down to. This probably wasn't even here. This pro they probably came up, up to the point of, of making the Chinese acrobat joke that's going to show up later in the episode, and then said, "Well, how do we make them want Homer to do this?" And I'm like, well, let's go back in time and put in a scene where he tells her that she's he's a Chinese acrobat. Yep, that's probably you're probably right, Matt. That's probably accurate. Yeah, and and the problem is, that's just an acrobat. Uh, Chinese acrobats are acrobats from China. They're not like some no, special no, variety no, of acrobats. No, 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 it's magical. It's or this whole episode here. Now we're we're broaching it. We'll just do it now. This whole episode. Okay, we haven't mentioned. There's many different uh, Chinese characters in this. Almost all of them are voiced by white men. So there's that. Um, um, we don't need to go into depth about it, but it is a fact. Um, this whole episode is, aside from all that, this episode is bathed in Orientalism. It is bathed in this, this mystical stereotype crap. And it is like, you go back and think about like, why do, like, why is Bart versus Australia a good episode? Why does the even why does Homer why does the Tokyo episode work? Why does the Japan episode work largely? And it largely because works. It's a strange place. Yeah, and and Australia is a strange place to the Simpsons. And in addition to that, the Simpsons are the butt of the joke. Largely, the Simpsons are the idiots. The Simpsons, the visiting Americans, are the joke. And then you go to like Simpsons Safari. Or to the Brazil episode, or to this episode, and a large reason why they fail, aside from terrible plotting and writing, is the Simpsons are at the butt of the joke. China is the butt of the joke. China, look how funny China is. Look how bad the Chinese government is. Aren't they mean? When, oh no, they covered up the Tiananmen Square massacre. Oh no, they... they, they 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 strong arm people and they make people disappear like there's all these layers of jokes about how bad china is and like i like i don't know what this are like this feels this feels like an episode of the simpsons that fox news wrote it really does yeah uh, some new uh neocon uh wrote this episode and and like i know the simpsons writers aren't that but that's what it feels like under buried underneath the surface and an honest episode of The Simpsons that goes to China would probably talk about how the American government and the Chinese government aren't that different from each other. 
the, the Simpsons have lost their satirical, uh, not satire, uh, not parody. Maybe it is satire I'm thinking of. I, I swear there's another word uh, that is for biting commentary, uh, that punches up, the kind of thing. We've done several books on it. Maybe it is satire. Satire uh, is probably the right word, Matt. You're, that's probably it. Okay. Um, if, if anyone listens to this, I can think of the word. I, I mean, it, it, char- it roughly is. It's, it is all of that all combined. Like parody and satire are different things, but they're connected. But they're connected, is... yes. And it's the kind of thing where early Simpsons episodes uh, poked fun at the bear, they, they at authoritarianism in general, and to point out that, hey, you know, uh, this is uh, stupid. Why are we doing this? Think logically through things. Uh, don't just take things based on tradition. And now this is the chance to say, hey, look, China's this way. Uh, but do it in a more realistic fashion uh, and you could have some actual biting social commentary and then also by doing that show parallels to the U.S. where it's very similar. I mean, there's actually a, uh, a line in this episode where Homer goes, oh, you're a communist, but why am I seeing rudimentary capitalist reforms or free markets or whatever? And I'm like, oh, oh, they're, they're going to do something smart here. Nope, that's it. That's the only thing that anyone. One mention, and that is it. There is nothing else. Um but I was going to like this whole episode is just is just bathed in it. Like every moment there in China, it is just full of stereotypes and, and like lazy ones mm-hmm. like that aren't funny, like the, that are that aren't funny. That are just con- sometimes they're confusing. Sometimes they are blatantly racist and sometimes they're just boring and lazy jokes like the Mongolians and the in and, and, and uh, the the. Why can't I think of the name of it now, Matt? The the the, mm-hmm. the jumpies, <laughs> acrobats? No, the, the the things the Mongolians were pogo sticks. Pogo sticks. I couldn't remember pogo sticks. Um, <laughs> the jump, jumpies. That's what they're called. Uh, you know, it's like it's that. It's just like what is that? Like that's not a like I don't know what these jokes are. Um, I I don't I don't know. You have a clip about Lisa, Matt. We've been distracted, but this whole episode, I do, I, we because... haven't we're not we haven't called out every single moment of like ch- terrible Chinese stereotype because everything is in this. Everything in the episode after they get to China is that. So it'd take us an, ten hours to talk about every single one. It's there. Yeah. Everything. It's we're, all there. It's yes. it's terrible. So what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna play a little clip about Lisa getting mad at Madame Wu, who is just. Not even trying to pretend uh, anymore. You shall be back in the land you love soon. Tomorrow we will give you your baby. Oh my God, really? My life begins at last. That is quite an insult to your other children. We understand, ma'am. We're pretty lousy kids. Lisa, soon you will have a Chinese baby sister who will surpass you academically. I don't know about that. I'm considered pretty smart. Well, Tibet was considered pretty independent. How'd that work out? How dare you make light of that brutal? Mind your manners, Lisa. Such loving discipline. Maybe someday someone will love you too, childless servant. Yeah. Uh, So as we see, she's not even trying to pretend. Uh, Even the actual Chinese government is more... PC or or something along those lines than this. Uh, Madame Wu is not because they, subtlety is something the Simpsons writers can only dream of. So I I okay, I, 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 I it, it's so 
it's so dense, Matt. There's just so much of the awful here. Like, I, I, <laughs> it's just so many things. It's not even just like one. It's so many. Uh, it's, so. it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's the worst. It's very bad. Yep. So, uh, what we're going to do at this point is they go to a performance of, uh, Chinese acrobats. Uh, not acrobats. Chinese acrobats. To be fair, unfortunately, they are acrobats in China. That's true. That's true. Technically, they are correct this one time. Yeah. So, um, we get a wonderfully biting social commentary about how one of the acrobats uh, had a outbreak of outspokenness and uh, was retired with a bullet in the head. No double speak, nothing, just... Obviously, he was shot in the head for having opinions. So, as we said earlier, uh, with the setup to this joke, which obviously this part came first, Homer has to jump in to prevent a riot from the Chinese people who use this as an opportunity to say, hey, wait a minute, you mean our leaders aren't all-knowing? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Okay, Matt, 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 mm-hmm. Matt. I, there's just, it's... Eh. I, it's always the really like our all our longest episodes of this podcast are always the greatest episodes or the worst, and I feel like this episode is going to be three and a half hours long because there's just so much depth to the terribleness here. There's just so many layers of bad. Like you said, there is no double speak when they talk about they had to they had to disappear. They had to kill a dissident basically who was an acrobat. They just say, "Oh yeah, we killed him," and you're like, "That's not what they would say." And probably he would go to a camp. They wouldn't. Yeah, just... they don't kill people outright anymore. House arrest, uh, disappearing into prisons. I mean, that's that's their tactic of the day. Yeah, even back I, then. Uh, so I whatever. But again, there'd be double speak, like you said. There'd be they would use code to to, to tell to tell the the tell people what happened. And honestly, they wouldn't say a thing if the acrobat if it was this acrobat. They would just not have a show. Or if the show if the show could not go on without them, they would not have the show. They would not just suddenly have a show and then in the middle of it. Not to mention the fact that a lot of Chinese citizens don't care. They wouldn't care. They'd go okay. They're used to it by now. That's that's the sad part. That's 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 where the the biting social commentary comes in. Is the, those people are used to it, and some of them kind of like it. Yeah, that's, that's what makes it so entrenched. That's yeah. It's kind of like America. Because guess yeah. what. Oof. There's the same. It's like, like there's so much you could do, but they don't care. Um, I Matt, I can't, this next scene. I cannot with this. This stu. This this. Sh- why? Okay. Why does Homer agree to this? Because he likes attention. I guess. I like why there is the expectation. Oh, you have to perform for us, or you don't get a baby. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can you tell me what happens in this in this stunt? They get together and they throw together a whole bunch of chairs into a giant stack. And then one of the acrobats, the real acrobats, jumps off and launches Homer onto the top of the stack. Uh, where somehow, miraculously, uh, Homer does it. He, he lands up there and that's it. And... No, that's not it, Homer man. Is, no, no, no. I don't know, I know. Homer is so fat that he breaks all the chairs and lands and basically shatters all of his bones and his spine. But don't you worry, Robbie Homer 
is fine. They... He wakes up in the hospital with a whole bunch of needles in him uh, that he assumes are acupuncture, uh, which is a sham treatment. It's not a real thing. doesn't actually do anything. Uh, it has a... Uh, but has, no. It has a... Uh, placebo effects. Placebo effects. That's the best effects. you're going to get out of it. Yeah. yeah. Placebo effects. Uh-huh. But no... Uh, it was just a porcupine that got in. It was a porcupine in the hospital. <laughs> it's not a good joke. Cause you here, Matt. You here. I don't think you get the joke. Let me explain it to you. Mm-hmm. So you get you see Homer in the hospital. You're like, oh no, Homer's really hurt because he fell uh like from look like maybe fifty feet up, uh huh, five stories. Yep, onto like the back of a chair, and you hear a terrible cracking noise. Um. I'm gonna ask here. I'm gonna use this as a teaching moment. Uh huh. A teaching moment. You remember? Um, I think brother, brother from another planet. Is that the one I'm thinking of with Tom? Uh, I think that's brother from the same planet. Brother from the same planet. Yeah. I'm trying to get the right. Yeah, brother from the same planet. You're correct. Brother from the same planet with with where Bart gets a a, a foster a the bigger brother named Tom, and we have Homer and Peppy, and uh, Homer and Tom fight. And you remember the very end of the episode where they fight in the aquarium, and Tom eventually knocks Homer backwards over a fire hydrant. You remember that? Uh-huh, I do. Very. And that was a big deal, and Homer was in the hospital a- afterwards, and, th- and looked like he was really, really hurt. But it was, a, it was a very, that's a really good scene, a really good fight scene, and a very funny ending of the scene. Very, very, it also makes you go, oh, that's a very ugh, cringe moment. Because Homer falls back over this fire hydrant, and you hear just this tiny little, you hear this little tiny crack. Little tiny. And they, they're, they, I remember this distinctly, where in the, in the, I think in the commentary, they talk about, they were trying to come up with a noise for when Homer fell over the fire hydrant. And they played a bunch of different noises in varying Mostly varying on the loudness. How loud should this crack be? What kind of crack should it be? And in the end, they settled on the smallest, tiniest crack. Just the tiny noise. Just a little... Because by looking at it, and you see this horrific bending of Homer's body over this terrible shape, and that terrible... And that juxtaposed with this tiny little noise makes you go, oh... That makes you more unsettled than if it was a really loud noise. Mm-hmm. And in this scene, you get Homer falling from five stories high, bending backwards the same exact way with an incredibly loud crack. And so he wakes up in the hospital. And you know about China, right, Matt? Uh, you know how, yes. You know so. about China and how they use acupuncture? You know about I that? Do. It's, you, uh, you, I you do. Put needles, that. You put needles in people. And it makes them feel better. Okay, that's medicine. They don't have hospitals that do real medicine in China. They just use they just use needles. And uh, when Homer wakes up, you think, oh, they've been doing acupuncture on him, and it made him better because they used that. And then you and then nope, it was a porcupine in the hospital, and somehow it got needles <laughs> all over Homer. It doesn't make no. This is terrible. It doesn't make any sense. You don't know why. Don't know why, uh, why like Homer's fine, like no issues, like he's in the hospital, but like he broke his back, like what? Okay, what happens, Matt? What happens next? Well, uh, now we get to see that uh, someone has gotten the baby. She has named her Ling, 
and her favorite thing to do is to grab Homer's eyes. Just grab onto his giant eyeballs and squeeze them. Because that's the thing that babies do. Um, that part like, I actually find kind of believable. I just... This is baffling to me, man. Uh-huh. Like, this whole episode is about someone getting a baby, right? Yep. Okay. So, we don't show... We, there's, like, no scene where, like, Selma is presented with Ling. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, like that's what I picture in my mind with what this episode like would be. It was, like, very much, like, I think of... And we'll get to this when we try and fix this episode. Um, you, I have this scene in my mind of, like, Selma having doubt. Maybe she wants a baby. They go to China. She's having doubts while they're working on paperwork, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then she sees the baby. And all her doubts evaporate. You know, she meets Ling for the first time. And we get maybe like this in a daring little scene with a baby where she does something. Maybe she hurts Homer. It's funny. Babies hurting Homer are always funny. Bart did it. And Maggie and Lisa, whenever they were babies in flashback episodes, it was always funny when Homer got hurt from by a baby. And, but you get this endearing scene where, where maybe Selma's worries and doubts all vanish because, oh no, she knows down in her heart somewhere that, oh no, this is the baby. I'm going to take care of this. This is my, now my baby. This is my mm-hmm. daughter now. And all suddenly it disappears. And she feels like, oh, no, I, I, I am meant to be a mother. I shouldn't have doubted myself. The, my desires were true. I do want to be a mother. And now I can be. And you have this wonderful moment. You have music swell. And you have this cute little adorable baby. But they don't do that. They just get... They just have Selma walk into a hospital room with a baby. She just has it already. Like, what are you doing? Are you dumb? Mm-hmm. Are you an idiot? Like, what is this? Like, I, yep. I, I, it's it's not rocket science. It's it's easy. If you're asking me to write anything, oh, uh, I need a scene where she meets the baby for the first time. Clearly, we need that scene. You make the episode, or write the episode around it. Instead, she's just like, oh, here's my baby. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh right, thanks Simpsons. That's good. We don't we we have to fit in this joke with Homer and Porcupine Quills. Exactly. Speaking of which, uh, at this point, uh, Selma says, "Okay, you and Marge can finally have some time together." Blah blah blah. I've already got the baby. It's fine. Nothing bad can happen now. But but wait, you say there's still a whole act to go. Well, don't you worry, because Madam Wu is still watching them from. A hole in the wall, uh, and and that's she, he sees Homer canoodling with Marge. Now she doesn't make the assumption that uh, Marge Homer is cheating on Selma uh, with Marge, or that they have any kind of uh, you know non traditional marriage arrangement because that's not a thing uh, that people were interested in in the mid two thousands apparently, or even assumed. No, she jumps right to the correct conclusion that it's all a ruse to get Selma a baby, and thankfully that is where we leave the act. Well, they, they, they take the baby away and Selma is sad. And that's where we, we go to a commercial. I don't know what to, I don't know what she's staring into the, the, it is a hospital room. Uh-huh. And this, this lady, Madam Wu, is she in charge of like one adoption at a time? Like literally she spend a week on a single adoption. I guess. Shadowing people like she's a spy? Like, why? What on earth? 
what on earth? And there's a painting above a room in a hospital and there's eyes cut into it. And she sees them have it. And why are they like, they're so like, why are Homer and Marge need to have sex now in China in a hospital room? Is it, are we that desperate? Oh my God, I can't wait. I am so horny. I'm going to die. I just fell from five stories and broke my back. Let's have sex right now. Yep. My sister finally got her baby. Now we can have sex. Yep. I cannot, Matt. <sighs> we come back. The baby's gone again. Who cares? We just met the baby. It's gone. You're like, well, why? Come back commercial. 16 minutes. In an episode, uh, and uh, they they hatch a they hatch a plan where we get the first. Uh, we also get a glimpse of a uh, fake Bart of a small Chinese man pretending to be Bart. You remember that, Matt? I do. I was trying to forget it. Thank you. Ryan. There's a, the we get the family's going to be the Chinese government trying to infiltrate the family. Uh, they hatch a plan, and their plan. This is their plan, Matt. Mm-hmm. Their plan is they go to the orphanage and they Homer is on uh, the doorstep in front of the door. They paint him. They spray paint him gold and dress him like a the Buddha. <sighs> yeah. A hu- they paint a human man gold. Um, And their plan is, I guess, to let the have the guards find him. And their reaction is to bring him inside the orphanage. Why are there guards, by the way? I don't know. You know, babies to don't get need, horror past a babies, locked door. I babies guess. don't need guards. There'd be like a, an in, like maybe a single night watchman, but you wouldn't have. Gu- it's I, I don't. What world is this? Where, like, who are these? What they bring and they so okay. All the incredible leaps of logic we have to take. Like, they think somehow they are tricked into thinking that this human man is a Buddhist statue because he got spray painted gold. Um, if you touched him, wouldn't the paint come off your hands? They just painted him. They bring it and they bring him inside. Why would they bring him inside? Why would you need it inside? Especially if it's as heavy as they say. There's a long scene here, Matt, where they drag him inside. And they use a massive hook that they put into his nose for some reason. Uh-huh. Well, that's how you drag giant statues, obviously. That's I well, like the like the joke literally is. Isn't it funny? The, this is the only way this joke makes any sense, Matt. Okay, this is the only way. The only way this joke makes sense is if the guards, un, like the guards, recognize that Homer is a man, and recognize that Homer is trying to trick them. And so they want to try and punish him for doing it. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to do is pretend to think that it's a statue and then drag him in in the most painful way possible with a hook in his nose. Uh, and we'll overlook the fact that this would immediately kill Homer. Yes, or at the very least tear his nose off of his face. Yeah, and it, like a catastrophic damage, if not murder. We'll just overlook that. That's the only way this makes sense. If they they under, they recognize immediately that this is a ruse, but instead they drag him into the into the orphanage with this massive hook. He screams in pain the entire time, uh, and then they just leave him alone. Talk about how they want to chop him up into pieces and then worship at pieces. Uh-huh. And I don't know what I cannot like. I don't <laughs> don't know what the 
I don't, I don't know what, I have no idea what this is supposed to mean, Matt. Because China is an atheist. Gov- like, yeah, they officially have zero religion. Yeah, so like there are people who practice religion quietly in, in their own homes, and the government's pretty much okay with that. If you're quiet yeah, about they it, they just don't want it to be like a big organized thing. Yeah, but are these so are these guards both Buddhists? Apparently, okay, and they're fine with chop. Okay, I don't know. They just leave this statue. They're just like, yeah, it's fine. It's very heavy. After they drag it in with a hook through the nose, um, but Homer goes through the orphanage, finds Ling, uh, in a ma- a room full of babies. He can't find the right one, and then he eventually finds Ling because she grabs his eyeballs. Okay, sure. They're about to leave with Ling. It's daytime now, all, all of a sudden, too. Like, where were they? What happened? Why are we losing all so much time? Why aren't they? Robbie, Robbie, they immediately Robbie, you're be on a, too many questions. When they immediately go on a flight, get on a flight to leave, like that night, as quickly as they That'd could. That'd be the smart thing. Okay. So, we are at Tiananmen Square, where in 1989, nothing happened. Um, They're about to leave. And we get a scene where Madame Wu shows up in a tank. I'm pretty just sure. Just like Tiananmen Square. Ha 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 ha. Just like Tiananmen Square. I don't know. I don't know how to tell the Simpsons writers that this is not okay. <laughs> this is. This is not a good way. This is not a good way. To try, like, I guess they're trying to demon. I, I don't, I honestly don't know. I, I, I'm really struggling to try to explain it, Matt. Because you think, okay, this is them trying to like remind people about Tiananmen Square, maybe. Like, oh, it's a place that you know, it. There was a, a you know, a, the the I, I I don't know what to necessarily call it, the but an uprising, attempted uprising, and citizens were struck down by the government mm-hmm. and they're going to bring that up with having Madame Wu come in a tank, similar tank as in, in the, at the, the massacre and have her take back this baby. Um, Selma appeals to her compassion and they have a conversation after a long scene about a form. Madame Wu. We both love the enforcement of pointless rules. But there's a greater joy in bending the rules to help someone who thinks all hope is gone. I was this woman's husband for a few days. In name only. And beer will soon obliterate that memory. But I don't think this baby could find any greater love on your planet or ours. You may not believe this. But I once was a baby myself. My father was a ping-pong champion. He died when the ball got stuck in his throat. The Heimlich maneuver was invented the very next day. My mother raised me alone, so I know it can be done. You may keep your baby. Uh, okay. Okay, Rob. It's okay. Why? Why this? Why? Why? Why this speech? They could have, you know what? They could have just had some a briber. Yeah, that's here. one thing bureaucracy is known for is bribery. Here, and graft. And here's corruption. here's a thousand bucks. Let me go. She's like, all right, bye. I don't care anymore. You paid me off. That's ultimately what she wanted. Maybe the whole time. That's all she had to ask for. And also, we have Homer strangling a baby panda. 
and then being strangled himself by an adult panda. Hilarious. Um, that's not the end of the episode, Matt. Oh, don't stop reminding me of terrible things. It's not the end of the episode because uh, yeah, Homer gets strangled by a panda. And then we see the family departing China by Junker, which makes no sense. Accurate. Why they flew into Beijing. Why are they on a boat? Okay. Uh, Bart's gone, by the way. I don't know where Bart is, but he is a, he's been replaced yep. by a, that spy. The spy we saw earlier. Um, Wikipedia says it's a child spy. I thought it was an old man. It, I don't think it matters. It looked like an old man to me. Okay. It's a spy, but it's not Bart. It's a, it's a Chinese person uh, pretending to be Bart. And Homer, uh, I guess it's just cool with Bart being replaced. And then we have the three dragons come back, Matt. Thank goodness. Are those dragons real? Does it really matter? No, I just want to like we saw a single dragon earlier while Homer was drugged. You're like, okay, it's a hallucination, and then there's just dragons, Chinese uh, Chinese dragons, I guess, flying around talking to each other, having conversations about stuff, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. This entire episode, I have no idea what's happening. It it, and then we get pro- the actual most enjoyable thing in this episode, man, is the end credits. Because uh, we get David Silverman just teaching us how to draw Bart Simpson, yeah, over the end credits, a video, literally a video of David Silverman, uh, just drawing and uh, just drawing a Bart and saying, "Here, this is how you draw Bart, real quick." And that's uh, nice. It's the nicest thing this episode because the rest of it is terrible. See the episode. I hate this episode. It infuriated me the entire time I was watching it. It makes no sense. It's offensive. It's stupid. Not funny. And it it. It defies, it defies logic at every step along the way. Oh, my brain left, by the way. It, it leaked out my ears halfway through this. It's, this is so bad and stupid. I just, it, I, okay, okay. Robbie, let's go ahead and do this because it's going to be a very important part of, of my opinion. This episode is broken. You want to play the clip or so we can just get into this right now? We'll rank it. At the end of the show, now, Matt, you have to ask the question. Robbie, is this episode broken? Yes. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Okay. Continue. Okay. So, Robbie, this episode is very obviously broken because it's so awful. <laughs> so, I think the thing we need to do is, is establish what do we want this episode to be about. I, I think... The only way to fix it is say, okay, this episode is about Selma going into menopause and wanting a baby and deciding to adopt. Okay, is, it, sure. is that a good starting place? You yeah, think? I mean, I think that's that is. I'm gonna say, Matt, it's not maybe what we want to do, but I feel like it. I feel like you have to do. You do have. I I I don't think it's that hard. I think yes, Selma gets menopause. Selma needs to adopt. She can't adopt a, a baby locally, so she decides to get a baby from China. Okay, that is a good premise for an episode. There's lots of funny things that can happen. The adoption process is long, and there's a lot of bureaucracy involved, and someone should be good at it because she works at the DMV. There's lots of mining to be done for jokes. But I think the hard part is telling the Simpsons writers, don't be offensive about China. <laughs> okay? I mean, I, I feel like once they go to China, it needs to be about the bureaucracy of adoption in both places and Selma being good at navigating it because that's what she does. 
I think we need to have Selma as our hero of this episode and maybe just have Homer there to, you know, be her husband and, and Homer trying his best, but still failing, not failing like offensively bad as they have in this episode, but in minor ways that, that just raise eyebrows. And Selma is able to smooth over them because she is good at bureaucracy. And you could, it would basically be the Simpsons, uh, 30 minutes over Tokyo, but in China. I'm going to say, Matt, just you don't need a Homer to be pretend to be a husband. I don't like I don't I, I think you large I think largely you have it like I don't need this odd couple crap. I don't need this 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 very basic romantic comedy plot to make this episode good. You can have it. So someone goes to China and she in one and you keep it tight. All right. You don't sit, keep the family home. Selma and Marge go to China. That is it. Selma needs support. And so she brings Marge along with her. And that is it because Marge is a mother. And because she's the one, maybe maybe Selma needed someone to sign off as like a, um, a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, character witness or whatever. Like someone who can back up her credentials as a capable mother. And Marge is that person. So Marge has to be present. That is, and like, because a single woman can adopt a child from China. And you spend that time, sure, she is navigating this process in China, and you can explore China and see all these different things. And I think you emphasize maybe Lisa comes along because Lisa could be the voice of this. Is, oh, we maybe we see, maybe we have Margin or Selma talk about, oh, the Chinese government this, Chinese government that. And Lisa could be like, well, American government this, American government that, and not make it so. <laughs> So I don't nationalistic America, like just this, just this, like I said, written by neocon, like we talked about earlier. And all the while, Selma doubts about being a mother. Maybe she starts having, she's in, she's gone all this way, spent all this money. And she is now going, maybe I don't want a kid. Maybe Marge and Lisa have a fight about something. And Selma realizes it's not all roses. Maybe she understands, oh, this is going to be hard. I'm going to have, this is going to be a hard life. Marge talks about the, all the struggles she's faced as a mother. And I don't find like all these obstructions that they place in front of someone to get her baby is all these, oh, it's the Chinese, it's the government, it's guards. And I'm like, that's boring to me. Like, I don't, this is not an action adventure show. All right. I don't need her to break. I don't need a heist to get a baby back. I, it should always come back down to choice. It should come back down to character. And especially with Selma, her deciding, yes, I do want a baby. And then, she, and maybe there's just a lot of doubt and she doesn't know what she's doing. And she sees the baby for the first time and it all goes away. And we get a lovely sweet scene of her getting the baby and quick montage of going back to Springfield. And we get a scene with a baby and Jub Jub together or something. That's it. No dragons, no Chinese theater, no Mongolians, no Mao's body, no Chinese acrobats, no Homer, no spies. Yep. Easy peasy. Not hard to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No one does, Robbie. I don't no know. Uh, that's I, I, that's the best we could do. You fill in with jokes. Yep. And like I, we've said many times, jokes are the hardest thing, but you have to have character and plot first. 
if I don't care about where the character is, what the characters are doing, if the plot makes no sense, I it's I can I'm already out of the episode. I don't care. I'm gonna start nitpicking. You can get away with all kinds of weird loopholes and weird character inconsistency and weird plot holes if the characters are the base of everything. If they are if they want something and they're having trouble and I can connect to them emotionally and I'll forgive so many things. If I can't do those things, I'm immediately going to start picking up, picking up plot holes. And this episode is maybe the worst episode ever with plot holes. Like I can't think of an episode off the time I had that has more than this. Mm-hmm. It's just every moment you're like, this makes no sense. It's not how people live. It's how the world is not even close. Not even like two two. If you want to like, oh, Simpsons aren't quite as realistic as our world is. Maybe they're a little bit more weird. You know, like it still does not even adhere anywhere in there. <sighs> okay, Matt, you ready? Let's you ready to move on. Let's move on. Yep, let's move on, please. Okay. okay. Next segment is time for comments on news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Comments on news group is where I look through the nohomers.net forum and see what people were thinking about episode when it came out. Uh, what they reviewed it, how they rated it. I'm. If it's never been clear before, Matt, I think it's clear now. That no matter how bad the episode is, they'll just give it a four. Yeah, because that's exactly what happened. Thirty five percent gave it four out of five. Thirty five percent, and then another twenty five percent gave it a five out of five. Imagine watching this and thinking this is a five out of five, a perfect episode. Doesn't make any sense at all. That means that means you watch. Okay, I watched Summer Four Foot Two, five out of five. I watched this episode, five out of five. <sighs> same. It's the same. They're both five. They're both the good, the best score I can give. Um, eight and 10% for one and two out of five, uh, with 21% giving a three out of five. Uh, I it, I really searched for bad reviews. I couldn't find any. I think at this point, those people have called themselves. They stopped watching. The best uh, first review. Biggest thing I took for a sim- uh, the biggest thing I took for look for in a Simpsons episode is a laugh out loud humor, and this episode was full of it. Best of the season, barely beating Mommy Beerist five out of five. Well, they like Mommy Beerist, so that tells us something already. Yeah. Next yeah. review, very solid episode. Better than there's something about marrying. They got the plot moving along in the first two minutes, and wanting a child aside, it didn't rip off Selma's choice. They actually had a reason for an international adventure, and it remained focused. Everyone was in character. The jabs of China were amusing and good-natured. I'm also happy that Mo didn't make another appearance, although the cat lady did. They really needed to cut back on Homer injuries, though, as we gags about Mr. Burns' organs. The ending was sweet, yet weird, and I hope Ling stays. Should be an interesting angle with Selma. Granted, they do something with it. Lucy Liu did a good job as Madam... She says foo, and they say foo in this, but it's Madam Wu. No classic, yeah. but a very solid episode. They did not give an actual number, but it sounds like a four out of five to me. Um, the last review I picked is simple. Worst episode of the season, two out of five. I found a negative one. I had to search for that, though. Mm-hmm. Then I got people. I did find some people criticizing the people who criticized it. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. Um, uh, that's that's it for that. I can't anymore. Next up, time for next time it's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is: What's your favorite Bart slash Lisa episode? Lots of good answers. Appreciate everyone who took the time mm-hmm. to answer. Matt, take it away. 
All right. Our first one comes from Matt. Uh, other Matt. Uh, my vote has to go for Lisa on ice. The whole episode is one joke after another and never lets up. This episode is in direct competition with itself. I repeat, this episode is in direct competition with itself. Fight for your viewers' love. Fight, 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 fight. Uh, from Lauren. This question is for easy for me, and it's Lisa on ice. This is one of my overall favorite Simpsons episodes, and the sibling rivalry is realistic and hilarious. Plus, it always reminds me of my first hockey game, where I kept yelling at the players to keep fighting because, yep, I was a morbid kid. Millhouse, knock him down if he's in your way. Jimbo, Jimbo, go for the face. Ralph Wiggum lost his shin guard. Hack the bone. Hack the bone. Yes, mouth of a teamster there. Uh, from Alex, easily has to be my sister, my sitter. Some good jokes, adventures, and quotes, and that ending makes me laugh every time. Uh, from Derek, I love a good Bartley's team-up episode like we see inside show Bob outings, but as good as, as good and to the wretched on a clear day, my favorite Bart and Lisa episode is separate vocations. Two plots running concurrently stemming from the same starting point. They come together to resolve one another in the end. The structure alone is great, but the episode is filled to the brim with memorable moments and humor. Then we have Bart throwing himself under the bus for Lisa, which gets you right in the feels. Why didn't you remember that when you're trying to think of the three nice things he's done? A pill you are indeed, season 16, Lisa. <laughs> so true. Oh... Uh, from Benjamin, The Day the Violence Died takes a lot of the themes from the best Bartley's episodes and turns them upside down in a fun way. It's also the best Lester and Eliza episode, watching them come together to save Itchy and Scratchy, as well as Apu. Poor Apu. Uh, from Haifa, uh, I don't know if it's Haifa or Hafa, Elisa on Ice. Not only is it my favorite episode, the sibling rivalry has never been done better in all of sitcom history. Uh, from at Bort ATX, uh, I'm sure you meant to ask about Lester and Eliza's. My answer is The Day the Violence Died. It's so nice to see them team up to save Itchy and Scratchy before those posers Bart and Lisa can take the credit. Absolutely. If only we got more time with them. Uh, from what in the world is Andrew? Jude Andrew Mac? Is that supposed to be a? You're I don't trouble? know what Jude Andrew Mac. I assume it's a it's a Jewish thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I got yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, that yes, Matt. You're, okay. you're just making sure. Oh boy, already right. such a gentile. <laughs> I know. Uh, from at the Andrew blog, I'll keep offering shout outs to the early seasons with Bart versus Thanksgiving. Bart being his usual Hellraiser self, hurting his sister's feelings, then apologizing after he takes pains to get why she feels that way. It's a great character story and moment of slimming understanding. Uh, from at Wastecasts, uh, if we are talking a Bart versus Lisa episode, Lisa on Ice is just about perfect. If we are talking a team episode, never get tired of brother from another series. Uh, from at Zach Babbins, Lisa on Ice is both the obvious and the right answer. Robbie, what is yours? Um, I mean, Lisa, Lisa on Ice is great no argument there and it is, it is the probably the first thing i think of but i am i you know i, I think for lisa for a bart like versus lisa kind of competition episode at least on ice is probably my clear winner but i'm more going for like team up episode in this and my favorite bart lisa team up is bart the fink um mm. get to see bart and we get to see lisa and bart be detectives. I always like Bart and Lisa be detectives episodes. There's all they're always great. And Bart the Fink is my favorite of them. Um see them figure out where who who and where Krusty is or is hiding. Great. Matt, what's your answer? I'm gonna have to go Lisa on Ice. I, I really appreciate the arc in that one. Although as Andrew pointed out, Bart versus Thanksgiving is a very close second in the whole Bart and Lisa are separated by something and then get brought back together. I'm really surprised yours is not separate vocations, considering how much you love that one. Separate vacations is also a great episode. It's near the top. I'm not you know, I don't have to you know, maybe another day it is my favorite. I'm not I don't have to lock down. This isn't you know, this is That's the best true. episode ever. I can I can pick and choose. Maybe next week, separate vocations would be my answer. Today, it's Bart the Fink. I don't hear Fair any. Enough. I'm not going to hear any more criticism of my my brain. Hey, no criticism here. Why are you being so mean surprise. to me, Matt? Matt, why are you being so mean? It's my nature. Fair. 
Uh, next week's question is, what is your best, your best, what is your favorite travel episode? I already know some of the answers. But I always like the unexpected ones. Those are my favorites when people pick yeah. out, of the, out of the blue ones. Uh, but I'll post this question on all our social media. Twitter is at Simpson Show Pod. Um, you can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. And you can answer on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Post it uh, publicly so everyone can answer if you want to. Well, let me move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. We are tied so far in this season. 15 to 15. Matt, give me an easy question. All right, Robbie. Your easy question for today. What is the name of the lobster Homer tries to fatten up in Lisa gets an A? Oh, man, I'm blanking. Um, I know this. Oh, no. I know this. It is Pinchy. There you go. Pinchy. I was like, I'm like, I was just, I verbs. That's all I had in my head were verbs. I'm like, it's bitey, clawy, s- snappy. <laughs> okay. Uh, all your questions are from your favorite Simpsons episode ever, Matt, Simpson Safari. Ugh. Okay. The Simpsons meet what ape researcher in Africa? I would, that would be uh, Dr. Bushwell. That is correct. All right. Your medium question. What kind of computer is Gil trying to sell the school? God, um, rust right up on you. <laughs> Got to get that rust proof. The rust proof. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a. I'll, I don't know. I know it's an old. I I don't even remember if it's an actual brand. I want to say it's an actual brand, but I'm not positive about that. Uh, I'll say like a Coleco, a Coleco 1200. You are correct. It's Coleco's, just in general. Oh, wow. Ah, it's the joyous day. I am day. very impressed, Robbie. It's a joyous day in Coleco's. Oh, I gotta love myself at Coleco. It rests right up on you. You're right, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, what's the name of the Bag Boys Union? Oh, uh, Sack Stuffers Local 412? The number's incorrect, Matt. It's Sack Stuffers oh. Local 199. I'll give you a point. Well, thank you. I appreciate you got that. the you got sack stuffers right. It's local one ninety nine. Right. I'm kind of impressed you got sack stuffers at all, honestly. Hey, sack stuffers is important to know. All right, <laughs> your hard question. <laughs> what is the name of the school official that Otto impersonates at the end when Lisa confesses? Uh, okay, um, Comptroller Williams. Oh, you're so close. I'm sorry. It's State Comptroller Atkins. Atkins. I knew it was. A name? I didn't know. Uh, and it was a comptroller. Your yeah. hard question, Matt. Homer has a lunchbox for what show in the attic? A lunchbox for is lunch where the show. the animal crackers. Oh, are... it's where it's it's located at. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh man. Uh. What show is it? Is it like Laverne and Shirley? It's like an old '70s show. Uh, it's actually a '60s show. <laughs> Oh, 60s show. Whoops. It it doesn't. Burke's Law is the answer, Matt. What the hell is that? Um, well, let me I'll I can tell you. Just give me I'll I'll tell you what Burke's Law is. Burke's Law is an American detective series aired on ABC from nineteen sixty three to nineteen sixty six. Show star Gene Barry as millionaire captain of Los Angeles Police Homicide Division Amos Burke, who is chauffeured around to solve crimes as nineteen sixty two Rolls Royce Silver Cloud two. Okay. He's a, the 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 even briefer synopsis: Millionaire chief of detectives solves homicide cases. 
Okay. Millionaire cop. <laughs> That's the plot of Burke's Law. <laughs> I mean, it's basically, it's basically Bruce Wayne. I mean, that's Batman. That's basically, basically. I mean, he's a billionaire. Not really a millionaire, but whatever. But you know what that means, Matt? I do know what that means. It means I'm in the lead. And by one point. By one point. I'm gonna, I'm, it won't last long, so I'm going to enjoy it right now. Mm-hmm. Feels good. Um. I'm winning 18 17 so far this season. We still got a while to go, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we can move on to our final segment, the segment every single episode. It's time for Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. So we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Okay, Matt. Is this, I, this is, this is, very bad. This is, is real bad. Bottom. This, this is down into the offensive category. This is for me bottom five. I think that sounds because we're, we're the bottom five, fifth is Missionary Impossible. Definitely, I think worse than that. It's when you get down here. It's a tough. It's a tough place to be. I like all these episodes are. They are the worst of the worst. I don't here. I will say it is better than Strong Arms of the Maw. It is better than Strong Arms of the Mall, so it's not bottom one of the worst two episodes. But I'm not That's sure true. about Simpsons Before I Kill the Alligator Run and Missionary Impossible. They're all bad in their own ways. Um, I think Simpsons Safari is worse than this. I agree. The Simpsons Safari is just it, it's it's more offensive just because of how it treats Africa as if it's in one country and just and not a the massive plot continent. Is even more nonsensical somehow. <laughs> I mean, the ape researcher is using monkeys as slaves to harvest diamonds. So yeah, it's way worse. Um, Kill the alligator run has just missing scenes. It's also nonsensical. It, we're in the right territory. Um, Kill the Alligator Run has Kit Rock in it. That's a negative for me. Not just to be clear. Oh, it's a huge negative. That's a that's a bad thing. Um, I don't. I don't know. It's very difficult down here because Google Guy Pan has more character in it at face value because it's like, oh, Selma wants a baby. You know, mm-hmm. there's it's a very human desire, but then. The episode just devolves into madness where none of it makes sense. And it, I don't know, maybe it's trying to hide all that because it's, it is in this, oh, it's because she's trying to get a baby. It's like she's going through this, this gauntlet of insanity for a good reason. Well, Kill the Alley and Run is nonsense from the very beginning. There's never a moment. That is true. Never a moment well, where you're there. None you, of it makes any sense at all. There's no point in existing. No. And I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Because like Google Guy Pan on at I hate that title. Can I say that? I hate this yeah, title. Yeah, it it's, it's just it is just terrible. But I don't know if it's mo- if it's more frustrating or not because of that fact. Like Kill the Alligator Run is just absurd from the get from the get go. While Google Guy Pan tricks you and it thinks it's gonna oh no it's gonna be about someone getting a baby. And is it does that make it worse because it's more frustrating? Like is because Kill the Alligator Run is it is worse. It's actually better. I don't know. I'm going to say you think Mission Impossible is better than this episode, Matt. You said that earlier. 
I mean, Mission Impossible, Impossible doesn't have an ending. I will also it doesn't have add. an ending. It has a really stupid reason for existing in the first place because Homer runs away from PBS where the Muppets are real. No, no, this is better than Missionary Impossible. <laughs> okay, I think you know what? you're right. I, okay, so it, it doesn't go bottom five. It goes bottom six. It can't. Yeah. It's just not that. Like I think that just speaks to how bad those, those episodes are, where we just, despite the fact that Google by Pan is inc- infuriatingly bad, it's still not worse than Missionary Impossible. Like I, I think if I if I think if I watched Missionary Impossible today, Matt, I think my head would explode. I think I would just go. I would lose my mind. My brain would crack because I couldn't take it. Like I was not. It was season eleven. You know, I hadn't watched so many of it in a row. Yeah, it was early in this process in the bad seasons. I'm starting to get worn down, but I still think Missionary Impossible is the worst episode. I think that's fine. I think it's a good spot. Man, maybe you know what, Matt. Maybe people should talk about how bad season 16 is more. Yeah. Because yeah. season 16 is really bad. I don't know it's why. Real, like, I don't. Real, real bad. It's real bad. This is like, there's a lot of 16 in here. I don't know. Like, we got a lot of 16s down here at the bottom. And like, you're just Yeah, like, I really thought it would have gotten better by now, but I guess not. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like in the bottom fifty episodes, there's like seven season sixteens. It's very bad. Mm. And we have not we're not even done with the season. Not even done with the season, man. Um we have one more question to answer, Matt. And that question is Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! <laughs> I would have to say, Robbie, uh <laughs> that this no, just get the no, there's no reason for this to ever exist. I I have only one caveat, one concern, Matt. What's that? Ling persists. That's true. I guess uh... Ling is a baby, and Ling stays. I mean, they don't really do much with her, or Selma much over the time. Yeah. But she is a character in this in The Simpsons from here on out. That's true. Going forward, and I don't know if that's enough. Because if 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 that wasn't a case, yes, absolutely, fire this cannon into the sun. Like I don't like you don't need this episode. But that's my only question: is Ling enough to keep this episode in the canon just for that fact? As a footnote of this is an episode where Ling gets introduced. I guess we have to keep it, but ugh. I mean, here's the other. Here's the other. These alternative. Matt. In our, this is our canon. Okay, <laughs> this is our canon. For the show. That means technically in our canon, you know, once we look at the whole of The Simpsons, whatever that is, and we look at the episodes that are canon and the episodes that are not, do you foresee episodes in the future where Selma has a baby and is mentioned and is shown that we would consider canonical? Yes. Yeah, that's probably going to be the case at least once. So if we don't make this canon, we would have basically a gap of episodes and suddenly Selma has a baby. There we go. That happened off screen. Is that okay? I'm fine with that. Okay, good. Because, yeah, this is not part of the cannon. You know what we say? We say fire the cannon. (laughs) Goodbye. Forever. Goodbye, Pam. We're just going to have an off-screen adoption. I think it's better than this. Oh, yeah. We go back to the top of this, work our way down. This is a very interesting episode to talk about, Matt. This is the first question. This is the first episode that I might have a, a minor doubt about. 
not because of the quality Ooh. episode, but it's Simpson Califragilistic Expiala Annoyed Grunches. Oh, yeah, against Sherry Bobbins. Is she real or not? Is Sherry Bobbins, was that a real episode? Is she real? Is she part of the canon? And she can, is this magical Ooh. character? It's, I love Simpson Califragilistic Expiala Annoyed Grunches. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a great sure. episode. It's fantastic. Love Sherry Bobbins. Is this episode part of the canon, though? I'm going to have to say there's no consequences if this episode is kicked out of the can. There's no long lasting effects. I mean, she dies uh, of it being, she dies. She, dies. Yeah, she like, gets it, it's a... over after this. No one ever mentions her after this. Nope. Sherry Bobbins never gets talked about again. And hmm. see, and I think up until this point, the question of, is it in the canon or not is very much one of quality is, is this right. episode good? Or great, does it, should it be mentioned, should be, like, if I was giving a list of episodes to watch. Like, that's a lot of the time that what I think of the canon is. Like, should you watch this? Is it important? Well, if that's the case, then yes, obviously, this is this, this should be included. Yes, and I, I don't think it necessarily needs to hew to, like, oh, is it realistic? Or does it, does it introduce something problematic? It's really about, is it important? Because that's really the most important question about a canon of anything. You know, when you're talking about, like, the canon of great literature... You're thinking of, is it important? Does it need to be taught? And I think there are some important things in Simpson. It's one, it's very funny, but also I think it has really fun themes um, that explore what The Simpsons is. So yeah, I would say yes, it's part of the canon. But it's I that's, I think, uh, one of the beauties of The Best Simpsons is that it is very broad and has lots of different tone and has weird things like Sherry Bobbins in it. A magical, a magical creature that gets killed by a jet engine. Yep. Gets sucked into an airplane and dies. Turns into confetti. Those things happen. It happens. You gotta watch out for that. Um, you can find this list, our best episode of our list, on our website, thesimpsonshow.com. Includes links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, to our Patreon. If you want to help us out, throw the show a couple dollars. We really appreciate you. We love you if you did that for us. Help pay for hosting. Keep, keep the lights on. We we love all of our... You get a bunch of bonus podcasts for it, too. You get a lot of bonus podcasts. A lot of bonus podcasts. We just keep making them. Um... Our next episode is Mobile Homer. Is this the RV one? Yep. Ooh, yeah. Marge saves money uh-huh. for life insurance, worried about Homer, angered by his wife's new measures to cut back. Homer spends the savings on a motorhome. Never seen it. Well, then. Yeah. I'm I sure this yeah. will be a great episode, Matt. Right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. A little New Year's present for us. Yep. Um, I think it'll do it for us until next week. Um, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and my website is robbydorman.com, where you can find links to all my other podcasts and links to purchased m- all of my horror novels. My newest novel, Splatterfest, is a mystery slasher whodunit, but a horror film convention where the celebrities are picked off one by one. Great for fans of Scream. You can buy it on Amazon or read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that's true. Uh, as part of the new year, no one needs to contact me. Uh, I- I'm good for now. You sure? I am very sure at this point. Okay. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you can watch this episode. Shh.